like to invite you to a soul level encounter. Music has an incredible ability to proclaim the soul's language beyond what mere words can speak. That's what we seek as we invite our guests to share their song of the soul. You will hear the music that has charted the steps of their spiritual journey, that has provided a touchstone in the soul's dark night and sung the heart's awe and joy when come to the light. Over the next hour, you will be a witness and companion to our guest's spiritual path and sacred testimony. Welcome to Song of the Soul. One of the pleasures of doing Song of the Soul is scouting new-to-me talent, including at folk festivals. And as often as possible, I tried to celebrate the last weekend of August at La Crosse, Wisconsin's Great River Folk Festival. The festival includes a songwriter contest, and today's Song of the Soul guest won this year's competition. Laura Joy is a true joy, and I can well imagine that, as it says on her website, She's been known to quell dark, angry bars full of ornery old Irishmen. I think she'll find a way into your heart as she joins us by phone from Chicago. Laura, I'm delighted to have you here today for Song of the Soul. Thank you so much for having me, Mark. It wasn't that long ago that I saw you face-to-face, met you and your music for the first time at the Great River Folk Fest. Was that a big event for you, given that you won the Songwriters Contest? Yeah, it was definitely a big event. Also, just meeting everyone and feeling the warmth of the community, I just found it to be so invigorating. I really actually didn't expect that. Not to say that I don't expect greatness from people who love music, but it was just such an accepting, beautiful day. You've been doing music for a long time yourself. You had a recording as early as 2004. I know your craft has been refining and getting to a place where you're happy to do this. Did you have to dig deep into your reserves to find which songs you're going to do, or is it always the latest recording that is always going to come out? How did you pick out what songs you were going to share and were going to propel you to this win? I think it's the ones that I'm most connected to at the time, and usually that's the newer stuff because it's more recent. And the recordings themselves, honestly, I look at the performance style, and I'm just very happy with where things are going now, so I prefer to share that with people. I mean, if you were to listen to a recording from 2004 of me, I sound like a child because I was. (laughs) (laughs) How old were you in 2004? I was 20. A child. Okay. Well, a very precocious child, let's say, at least. Well, I couldn't drink. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. How did you get into music? I always loved it. My dad played guitar. Both of my parents were into singing. My mom and dad both had extensive folk revival LP collections in addition to classic Fleetwood Mac and jazz and classical. So I was just kind of steeped in it growing up and I loved to sing and initially was on a musical theater path. That was what my first passion was as a kid. And then I kept getting called back and wouldn't make the dance cut because I don't dance well. 
Oh, that's sad. <laughs> yeah. So I switched over to choir, and then choir led me to want to play guitar, but I didn't actually start writing until I was in college. So you're covering other people's music. Yeah, I was learning other people's music and just having fun with it. You know, I don't specifically remember really even thinking that I was going to be doing this in front of people until I was maybe 19 or so, 18 or 19. But I understand that your first choir experience, you were in third grade. I saw a note. You said (laughs) that's when it got real, right? What was this choir? Oh, you know what? Third grade was just my first solo in a musical. So I was given like a few lines to sing and I think it was like T.T. Barnum or something, uh, just like a kid's musical. I was Jumbo the Elephant and I was the new kid at school and something inside of me told me to audition. It was very strange. I remember that very clearly. It's like, you should do this. And I'm like, what? <laughs> Third grade Laura. Like, you should stand up and try. <laughs> So I did. (laughs) I got the part. (laughs) Dumbo the elephant. I mean, that's high praise, I guess. I know, right? Well, let's get started with some of your Song of the Soul for this time. And again, folks, we're speaking with Laura Joy. Her website is laurajoymusic.com. Where shall we start? Well, we can start with radio. Start with radio, I guess, since we're on Northern Spirit Radio. That's what I was thinking. (laughs) (laughs) And why specifically radio? What's this song mean to you? Why is it here on your Song of the Soul? The song is about sitting with fears and how ridiculous that is instead of just pushing through them and how it's helpful to have someone in your life who can support you through that. And I was given a word, and that was radio. I have a group of songwriter friends, and we challenge each other just to keep each other writing and have a little assignment every month or so. And this assignment was radio, and it actually came surprisingly quickly. And that's how the song came into being. It was early December, and I was literally waiting for the snow along with everyone else, and the words just came out. And the person, you said it's it's useful to have someone to lean on. There's the person who's getting off the train five blocks in the rain, all that. I have a feeling that that person is part of your support, but the other part of support is maybe Miles Davis, who you mentioned in the <laughs> songs. <laughs> is Miles Davis a spiritual support for you? I love that music. Yes, it is. It's very... Uh something I can listen to without getting super involved. If something has words, I have trouble doing other things while it's on. (laughs) (laughs) Which maybe explains part of your problem with dancing. Yeah, Get involved in the words. That's that's a very good insight. I've never thought of that, but yes. (laughs) (laughs) So folks, we're going to start out Laura Joy's Song of the Soul. Her first song, it's called Radio. Soon you will get off the train You walk five blocks to me in the rain The radiator squeaks its peace of mind Everybody's got an opinion around here And here I sit with my greatest fear snow to reappear, darling, you know what the right words you always 
watch up the onions while Miles Davis is playing on the radio. start out the song of the soul for laura joy today it's her song radio 
you can't find it on one of her recordings, although if you go via her website, laurajoymusic.com, you'll find out where you're going to find it. I understand Stray Dog Sessions is the next recording you're likely to put out. How soon can we anticipate this, Laura? I am hoping for November 5th. As always, with releasing material, there were a number of kind of unexpected hiccups with this one. Honestly, my sound engineer passed away rather unexpectedly and sort of changed the entire direction I was taking this. His studio was called Stray Dog, so that's how I decided to put it together very recently because I was just struggling to figure out how to bring these recordings together to share. That's an amazing thought, a way of feeling left high and dry. I mean, not to mention, obviously, the trauma for the person who dies and their friends and family. What a challenge. Wow. Yeah, I didn't quite know what to do. I I sort of stopped for about a month and a half because I found out in July. Fortunately, which I find just a beautiful universal alignment, I won recording time in lacrosse from festival contest. And what I will likely do is take the material that I hadn't finished and finish it up in lacrosse and release a full album and re-record songs that are on Stray Dog with fuller sound. So that's the new plan. It's certainly not something you could anticipate, your recording engineer dying. But in the song Radio, you refer multiple times to your greatest fears. Are you willing to talk about your greatest fears here on radio with people across the nation listening? Yeah. The uh, major fear, at least addressed in that song, is the uncertainty of dedicating a so-called career to music or any form of art and the adventures that come with that. I had some thoughts that maybe it was fear of winter because you haven't always lived in Chicago area. You've lived elsewhere where the snow coming is not the same thought that it is in a northern place like where we live. So I I was saying, oh, part of her fears might be the snow. Hmm." I like snow, actually. I've been in Chicago for five years, and honestly, the last two years, thanks to climate change, have been surprisingly temperate, in my opinion. And we didn't even get any snow, really, last year. So I just find it still to be a novelty. There have been a few weeks at a time where I thought this was ridiculous and it shouldn't hurt to breathe and why am I living here? Um, (laughs) (laughs) But there are short periods of time. For the most part, I enjoy snow and I, I just recently bought a new SUV, so I'm prepared more than ever. (laughs) <laughs> More rugged than ever. Yep. Of course, you know, back in Arizona where you lived before, it shouldn't hurt to breathe. Doesn't it when it gets up to 110 degrees? Doesn't it hurt to breathe? You know what? That's true. But I'm going to say that somehow I think because it was always my reality, I didn't know any other way. And it's a different sort of pain. <laughs> <laughs> it's a dry pain, I guess. Yeah, it is. It is. <laughs> Well, let's keep going with your Song of the Soul. Where should we meander to next, Laura? We can do Phoenix, since we're talking about it. Let's do that. Phoenix, yeah. So did you actually grow up right in Phoenix, or was it in the orbit of, or part-time in, out? I lived right in north-central Phoenix. I was in it. 
but we had a cabin up north in Flagstaff, which is at 7,000 feet, and it has snow, and that's actually where I ended up going to college, so none of that seasonal excitement was foreign to me by the time I moved to the Midwest, and that's why in the second verse, summer boiled and we'd flee to the north where the trees and the volcano ash, like uh, the mountains are old volcanoes, especially Mount Humphreys is an old volcano that thankfully hasn't blasted its top for over a hundred years. So that's pretty much my background in growing up between Flagstaff and Phoenix. Well, we'll head down to Phoenix with Laura Joy for her song of the soul. Here it is, Phoenix. Racing the golden sunshine All the wildflowers and babies on the reservation Phoenix, your embers are a masterpiece and Phoenix, I know rebirth won't come Without some
song by Laura Joy. It's called Phoenix, and it's on her recording Between Our Words, which is the most recent one she's put out, although there's another one called Stray Dog Sessions coming up soon. Phoenix, obviously you tell the story there that your mother made her way down there, nursed all the wildflowers and the babies on the reservation. What was that about? So did she actually move to the reservation to start? She was a neonatal nurse with Phoenix Children's Hospital and, and Good Samaritan. So she was doing AIRIVAC on the reservation in the 70s. She moved out west because she and her husband at the time, who passed later, he wanted to go to, I think, anesthesiologist school or something out west, and that's how they ended up out in Arizona. I'm going to have you introduce another song in a moment. First, I want to remind our listeners that you're tuned in to Song of the Soul, which is Northern Spirit Radio production on the web, northernspiritradio.org, with 12-plus years of our programs for free listening and download. Links to our guests, so you can find a link directly to laurajoymusic.com and all the other folks we've had on, more information about them. There's a place to post comments, and we love two-way communication. Make it two-way by posting a comment when you visit, and there's also a place to donate. And this is full-time work and it's by your donations it proceeds, not because the government or because corporations are underwriting us. So your donations make all of the difference. Even more important than supporting Northern Spirit Radio, though, I'd say is to support your local community radio. There has been a consolidation of our media such that something like six corporations now control 90% of the media out there. So there's less and less room for individual voices. It's absolutely crucial you get involved with your local community radio station, with your wallet, with your hands. You can make a future resilient by nurturing your local media. Again, Laura Joy is with us here for Song of the Soul. We've heard two of her songs already, and now we're going to go on to another one. So I gave you a moment to think about it. What would you like to share next, Laura? Let's do Rose Remains. Rose Remains. And remains can be a noun and a verb. Which sense are you using it in here in the title? I think both. I really didn't think about it when I was writing it. It's uh, more of a painting that was happening. Sometimes when I'm writing, the words just sort of flow out, and I look at the picture afterwards. There's not a plan, and this was one of them. And I just saw there were roses in the alley. There were these giant bushes where I was living along the alley, and the alley, of course, was gravel. And I just saw these roses. <laughs> it was really, uh, I don't know bittersweet because you see these beautiful roses leaving their petals down the alley and I'm walking down the alley with trash. <laughs> so I was like, this is interesting. So that image got me going for this particular uh, set of lyrics. And honestly, originally it was a poem, which is why I chose it as one of my songs of the soul, because that is pretty much where I started I was primarily writing poetry, and I had a mentor in college, Maxine Cuman, and she told me at the end of our mentorship that I was writing songs and that if I made them songs, I would, quote-unquote, be just fine. And she patted me on the back and sent me on my way, and I was very confused. (laughs) (laughs) You don't know if you've been complimented or not. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah. 
And this gravitation, perhaps, that you have for the rose, for flowers, is this in common with what your mother, or back when you shared the song Phoenix, she was clearly loving the wildflowers. Is this an intergenerational devotion to these plants? I love flowers, yes. My mom loved flowers, and I love flowers. And my life goal is to have a home where I can have a garden, because that is not available to me right now in the uh, Chicago area with my apartment. But yeah, I've just always loved flowers. They just bring joy to my heart. And I know that was the same for my mom. She would harvest the seeds by the side of the road, make sure that they were uh, native species. Anytime she saw a native species by the side of the road, she'd like bring out these little plastic containers and we'd harvest them and then plant them <laughs> at our house. So it was definitely a passion of hers and as well. Well, folks, there's riches ahead. Let's listen to another song by Laura Joy. It's called Rose Remains. In what remains of the day Rose puddles on gravel decay Rain eats away Disengaged silk and buds drink moonlight like a mother's sweet milk to crickets not us underneath Midnight's quilt Dreaming only in the dark Passion like a match spot Like any circumstance I'm caught in a pyrotechnic trance Till the beauty burns the hand that holds it I yearn for you but feel the pain This lover's lost have told it My love, my Moth-like tendencies Being drawn to a deadly light Convinced I will survive the night Never let go, hold on to me tight Never let go, hold on to me tight My love, my Rain eats away at 
Remains is another one of those gems by Laura Joy. Website laurajoymusic.com. Links on nordenspiritradio.org, of course, because we have her here today for Song of the Soul. I met her at the Great River Folk Fest back at the end of August. Last weekend in August is always a great time to converge on La Crosse, Wisconsin. You'll see so many great people, and I try and go there as regularly as I can to connect with just awesome musicians and awesome people. I came away this year feeling so rich, including the fact that I got to know Laura Joy. So Rose Remains is what we just heard. And by now, folks, I think maybe you're picking up on something that hit me the first time I heard Laura sing. There's clearly a way of singing, and I don't know if this is something that's been cultivated over time or maybe it's part of your historical influence, Laura, but Joni Mitchell has got to say that she's already reincarnating in your voice. I was noticing how sometimes your songs collage in the way that Joni Mitchell's would. Is that intentional? Where's that influence come from? Oh my gosh, that's my favorite compliment ever, but I honestly didn't go at it on purpose. And I'm definitely a fan of Joni Mitchell, but I've never listened to or studied her music consciously. I definitely have only heard maybe three of her albums. So I think she's phenomenal. And I do hear that comparison that I deliver my songs very similarly to her. I don't know. I'm just always really happy to hear that because I think of all people I could be compared to, I'll take that one for sure. (laughs) (laughs) There are some comments about you that I found various places on your website or on CD Baby where people can get some of your recordings. And I wonder if they come from you or if someone else attributed them to you. I'd like you to weigh in on this. One of them is that Laura Joy has been known to quell dark, angry bars full of ornery old Irishmen. I'm just wondering if that's an actual event that you can point to or where that comes from. It was an actual event in New York City. It was the first time I think I played an open mic in New York City, and there was a brawl that broke out. One of them literally landed on my foot. I was terrified and, you know, in hindsight, found it to be really funny. So I just said that, and I found myself over the years singing in a lot of what I would call inappropriate venues in terms of my style versus the surroundings, and it always amazed me that one performance of Stevie Nicks' Landslide would get all these rowdy, drunk, angry men to quiet down and actually listen. (laughs) So that's where that came from. And on CD Baby, I saw another comment. It says, acoustic folk capable of calming bloodthirsty wolverines, given that the ornery old Irishman is a real event. So when were you hanging out with bloodthirsty wolverines? Oh, I don't know. I don't even remember where that one, is that still up there? (laughs) But yeah, I did have a friend tell me, that she would listen to me while driving because it would soothe her road rage. So I just sort of took that and went with it. I've had a number of people tell me that they listen to me while they're cleaning the house or driving or doing something frustrating because it grounds them. And I feel like that is my ultimate purpose. 
what I'm trying to do is just calm people down. And I think that's a service that is needed as well. (laughs) (laughs) Well, thank you for performing that service. And I'd like to ask of you another service. Would you share another song for your Song of the Soul? Sure. Let's do Takes a While. Sure, we can. It was on your release, Between Our Words. Why is that coming in here? What does this song mean for you? It's hard for me not to dance to this song. (laughs) (laughs) And somehow maybe you can do that because you don't believe you can dance. But this is good stuff. Why does it come into your song of the soul? Because it's my best song. One of my best songs that makes everyone happy and dancing. And I can play it at a gig where I'm expected only to play covers and people don't have a problem with it. (laughs) (laughs) It was another one where I had another songwriter. A lot of my songs, I really actually like having a little seed to work with for my music. And this one was the phrase, are these actual miles? And I kind of wound this concept of life taking a while, but moving fast and slow. You know, everyone's experience. (laughs) (laughs) Well, either stand up, folks, or get your rear end in gear moving around on your seat. Great song by Laura Joy, Takes a While. Paint me a picture of beauty, bliss, sunflowers and garlands, Pulaski, moonlit, the best with what you got, you think it's not perfect, but it Lost and 
Today's guest for Song of the Soul is Laura Joy. Website, laurajoymusic.com. Link on nordenspiritradio.org. From her recording, uh, 2015, I think it came out, Between Our Words, the song is Takes a While. And take a break, take a break, take a break. <laughs> does your mouth form words as quickly and easily as it apparently does in that? I mean, your mouth is moving around, forming, shaping. Your mouth is dancing in that song, Laura. Are you a person who puts words together quickly, easily? Sometimes poets are kind of the opposite of that. Yeah, they fall out, and I take them as they come most of the time. There's always the honing portion where you're just sort of making it a little bit smoother. But usually I'll write stream of consciousness and then just pick out the phrases that are what I want. I'm always interested for Song of the Soul of the religious or spiritual past and present of my guests. And there are a couple things in there that feel spiritual to me. The take a break, take a break, and even the way you admire the spider and the spider's work. And the phrase, everything you give comes back to you. Those feel very spiritually rooted perspectives on the world. I have the sense of your comments from your mother that maybe you were a child of hippies kind of thing. (laughs) (laughs) So what's your spiritual background present and how does that interface with those kind of lyrics in Takes a While? My mom was what she called a closet hippie. (laughs) (laughs) But she did have the VW bus and she did go down to San Francisco periodically and My dad was mostly a a medical man. He's a doctor as well, but he was more involved with his work. That's his passion, and he definitely liked the music of the time, but I didn't really get a whole lot growing up that he was a hippie, so to speak. (laughs) (laughs) He liked camping and fishing, but I never really had any other sense of that. He had a Martin guitar, and I know he played Kingston Trio songs in college, so that was about the extent of it. But I'm very Catholic. My mom was even more Catholic. My dad came along for the ride for the most part. (laughs) (laughs) He's become more Catholic again. I mean, he was raised Catholic as well, but Catholicism can kind of go into a state of dormancy. um, (laughs) (laughs) So I noticed that as my dad grew older, he was much more involved with the church. And I myself am more involved, but I went to Catholic high school and definitely part of my existence here, my belief system. And I, too, was raised Catholic, although I've been Quaker since well, sometime between 18 and 22. I settled that that was where I fit best. But I, I have to say that in the age of Francis, it would be much easier to contemplate being Catholic again. It still wouldn't work for me, but it definitely fits better with the part of Catholicism that i more highly connected with, I guess I'd say. Right. Yeah. I'm very happy with Francis. I think everyone is. It's just nice to see things being interpreted differently. By differently, I mean perhaps as they always should have been. (laughs) That's the way I see it. (laughs) (laughs) Well, let's keep going. We've got a couple more songs we'd like to squeeze in. What's next? I have this song called Between Our Words. I wrote that one when I first met Dave. I call it a happy love song, but I suppose if you listen to it, it, maybe you wouldn't think it was happy. It's more kind of uncertain, but it's a new relationship song, and I had had a lot of unsuccessful ones in the past, and this song was about having a different feeling about this one and hoping that it would continue, and it definitely has. 
was the first song I, I wrote about Dave, and then Dave was in the audience when I sang it. You know, that's how some, some songwriters can woo. <laughs> Woo, their partners. <laughs> <laughs> well, it evidently worked, and let's see if it wins your hearts, folks. We're listening to Laura Joy's Song of the Soul. Here it is, Between Our Words. I wrote a letter with my hopes for something better. Before we spoke, I wrote a letter with my hopes. And Before I saw your face Before we kissed and made a list Of what I'd missed So take this bottom high little heart You can trace all of the curves You see how well it can fit In my space between our worlds And uh, you Like me, listeners, you're falling in love with Laura Joy sharing her Song of the Soul today. That is title track Between Our Words of her latest release and the way that she wooed Dave, her partner. I can see why it was successful. Did he just uh, instantly swoon and rush up to the stage and say, yes, I'm yours? (laughs) 
there was a little bit of that increased energy. We were already dating, but he was definitely taken by the song. I should mention, his name is Dave Gallagher, and he plays guitar with me on most of my gigs. So we are musical partners as well, and we didn't actually start out that way. We got set up on a blind date and sort of kept music separate for about six months as we got to know each other. Then things kind of took off but he plays the guitar on any of the tracks, the electric on anything from between our words, and also some acoustic bits that I'm not playing, he's playing. And then the second guitar on any of the ones from Stray Dog is Dave playing. (laughs) And again, folks, Stray Dogs, Stray Dog Sessions is the recording that she hopes to be releasing toward the end of this year. Go to laurajoymusic.com to keep track of news about that. There's something else. I mean, you're considerably younger than I am by several decades, right? So when I hear in the song that you wrote a letter with your hopes, I'm just thinking that people who are 30 years younger than me do not write letters anymore. I wrote a letter to myself. It was sort of a therapeutic thing after my other relationship had fallen apart terribly. So I wrote a letter to myself and a list of what I would want in the next partner. And Dave ended up, I kind of summoned him, I feel, from, <laughs> from that, that written list and letter to myself and what I dreamed and wanted to have. So yeah, it was a, it's a physical letter and I, I still have it. <laughs> <laughs> Clearly, there's a spell that you can weave with your songs and music and evidently your letters that work out pretty well. I'd like you to weave one more bit of magic for us for Song of the Soul. How can we conclude your Song of the Soul, Laura? That would be Midwest Midwinter, which is another song about learning how to live in the Midwest. I just write better when it's depressing outside. I think that's (laughs) Maybe you're the antidote. Yeah, I don't think that's unheard of. I think that's why we have so many wonderful authors, poets, and musicians from the Midwest. Whether they decide to stay is a different story, but I think art flourishes when you're trapped inside and you have to create your own sunshine. And this song was about that. I really don't remember why or when it happened, but it it was just one of those songs that just kind of popped up and I went with it. I feel very blessed that songs sort of appear like that to me and it's not something that I really struggle with for the initial. I'll struggle with the actual like form, the melody. That can take months sometimes. But the idea comes pretty quickly, which I, I've always appreciated. You know, there's something spiritually I want to comment on, and it was certainly true in Between Our Words. And I found it a theme throughout your stuff. Spiritually, I identify with it as a Quaker But not a lot of people in our society are very comfortable with silence. Silence is always described as uncomfortable, I think, for most people. It's like, oh, I couldn't think of anything to say. Part of my growing up Catholic, the first 10 years of my life, it was Latin Mass, which, even though it's not really silence, it is the same meditative space, I think, that silence can give to you. So you can do your soul's searching during that period. And I had the feeling that in Rose Remains, uh, Midwest Midwinter, I, I think, likewise, goes to this meditative inner dimension, which is deeply spiritual for me. Am I making that up about you, or am I naming something that is just reflected in your music? 
No, I don't think you're making it up at all, but I've never noticed. I have recently had it brought to my attention that I really like silence, and I really don't listen to a lot of music, which is strange, I think, for a musician. Maybe it's because I have so much going on in my head, and I'm struggling with getting that to quiet down. I do very well on hikes in nature. I do very well sitting in my apartment silently. It may just be like an artist's mindset, but yeah, silence is very important to me. I need it to stay sane. I can think of some reasons why that might be growing up with constant sounds, but my mom told me that even as a baby, she couldn't take me out. I think I'm just very sensitive to sound. I don't think I filter it quite as well as other people do. So silence is really important. (laughs) (laughs) So we're going to conclude Laura Joy's Song of the Soul, and her last name is Joy. It's so appropriate that you got joy by the gift of the universe. Congratulations on landing in the right household. Oh, thank you. Yes, there are actually many of us. I think even there's there's an artist who's much more popular than I am right now called Vance Joy, and I just constantly am just waiting for him to invite me on tour with him because... Clearly, we would be a perfect match, and we're definitely related in some far-flung way. (laughs) I also know there's a Laura Love, and I thought if we could find Laura Peace, we could do a sort of hippie Peace Love Joy tour someday. (laughs) You have such great possibilities in front of you, Laura. And folks, I hope you've appreciated this visit with her. Do go to laurajoymusic.com to find out more and to keep track of her upcoming release called Stray Dog Sessions. Again, Laura, it's been so wonderful to meet you at the Great River Folk Festival as you won the songwriting contest and for you to pick my name. It's all been very synergistic and rich for me, and I just love your music, and I love you, and thank you for joining me for Song of the Soul. Well, thank you so much for having me, Mark. It's been just a pleasure talking about my inner meanings with my music. It's helped me realize some things even I wasn't aware of, so that's the ultimate gift. Well, thank you. And again, folks, we're ending with one more song from Laura Joy. Thanks to Catherine Thomas for production assistance on today's program. We go out with Laura Joy's song, Midwest Midwinter. And we'll see you next week for Song of the Soul. The sun is skinny February. Clouds are growing close. Blue plows trace the streets at sundown, bracing for the snow. Midwest, midwinter, I confide in uh, your stillness and your sweet sunrise. So pretty, so polite, don't you lie to me, oh. Confide in uh, your 
to listen in February. The wind is so darn loud. By the time the sun goes down, you're tired of the sound. Midwest, midwinter, I can fight in uh, your stillness and your sweet sunrise. So pretty, so polite, don't you lie to me? The theme music for Song of the Soul is by Chris Williamson, and it's called Song of the Soul. My name is Mark Helpsmeet, and this is a Northern Spirit Radio production. You can listen to this program again, track down the list of songs included, and a whole lot more on my website, northernspiritradio.org. And I invite you to share your Song of the Soul with my listeners. Just contact me via my website. And please, join me weekly for Song of the Soul. You can be happy Let in the light It will heal you And you can feel you And sing out a song of the soul